When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Bardow Breakdown, episode 200 and a million, and tonight <laughs> we are hanging with our buddy Oscar, the vocalist for Kings of the Wild Things, holding it down in the Maryland area. Oscar, pleasure to have you join us tonight. What's going on, man? Super stoked to be here. Uh, definitely, when we started talking about this, went back and watched the last couple of the few episodes, the one with the Kraken's... Uh, organist was super sick i actually work for the organist for the capitals and i was talking to him and apparently they know each other first half and chance so that was super funny that uh they knew each other so yeah, yeah there's we like talked a pretty about elite, elite group chat that like no they like have. they like all he was like oh yeah no we i asked him he was like yeah we all know each other man we see each other all the time <laughs> that's so okay. dope well, yeah, Oscar, man, we're super pumped to hang and, and talk all things Kings of the Wild things and all things never early management and oh, yeah, ends and you name it, man. We got a bunch to, to uh, get to bunch to talk about some really cool stuff. But I want to just start with the name because uh, it's obviously a reference to the children's story where the wild things are right i'm assuming yeah 100 percent reference to the to the children's book where the wild things are um our band writes um from when we started up until like we just started a new ep with nick bruzies from man overboard and stuff and all the way through a lot of the songs are either titled or have tons of references to um, movies and books um one of the songs on the new EP that we recorded references like seven children's books by almost title in the lines and the songs. And uh, yeah, Kings Wild Things, it's just, it's named after where the wild things are, man. So I'm going to have a hot take. All right. And my hot take is that book is terrible. <laughs> like the, the story is terrible. It, it's a not a great message to like teach your children, right? The kids like kind of, bratty and like get sent to his his room without dinner and whatnot is this not a good like feel good story the illustrations are dope like don't the get art, me wrong no, so so the art's amazing um the art's great yeah no the message in the book isn't the best but uh at the time when we were starting the band we didn't have a name we booked our first show and we were at a band practice and there was a bookshelf and they told us that to play a show, the character count for the band name had to be less than a certain number of numbers. And I had to come up with it. I was trying to come up with a name that filled the entire character count just to annoy them. So that's where the name came from. Because I saw the book title and I was like, that'll work. <laughs> no, it's funny because I just saw Arun from Saves the Day like tweeted out something where, where like, you know, they have a long name, so they abbreviate it, right? So yeah. Luckily, Kings of the Wild things like when you abbreviate it doesn't make like a terrible saying. Like for saves a day, it's literally STD. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, we do the... a KWT. Um, we actually have a call sign. We actually just printed merch um, that has a giant KWT on it. We use that as like a call sign. It's on the art of the last EP, and we printed stickers for it. So we are fortunate that it doesn't make an STD when we 
to show our band name. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. So I, I, I got that out of the way. Now, the other question I had before we get into like nitty gritty music stuff, um, I saw one of your posts that kind of went viral and you were like, uh, I'm so broke. I have my dad driving me to my show. Right. So yeah. can you give some backstory to that? So to be honest with you, I had nothing to do with that TikTok. Um, we have a tour manager. Her name is Rachel. Um, she uh, has been working with us for a little bit. She's absolutely amazing. And she was making some TikToks for a little bit. We kind of fell off a TikTok train. We're getting back into that. Actually, we just filmed a bunch today. But um, she made that TikTok. And side note, my dad, um, we call him Tom. That's his name. He actually is in the band. That's what I was getting to. I, yeah. I was trying to beat around the bush a little bit. No, no, it's it's totally. He's in the band. He's uh, awesome. he's the drummer. My dad's open for All Time Low, Escape the Fate, Red Jumpsuit. He's played festivals with Real Big Fish. We our first festival was direct support for Crowbot when they were on the come up. <laughs> there was one point where we, um, right before COVID, we won. Um, all of the guys except for my dad, of course, were in college, and we won the Battle of the Bands. And right when Roddy Rich put out the box. We were supposed to open for Roddy Rich in like an arena, um, the rapper. And like, so my dad's in the band. Um, he does do the driving. Him and Ben, our lead guitarist, share the driving. Um, and uh, yeah, no, uh, it's been, it's super fun playing with him. Um, I call him Tom because some agents do think it's a little odd, but it doesn't really matter what you look like or how old you are. If someone's your dad, I mean, if they rip live, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Exactly. All right. I got to get it. Like, this is the coolest story ever because we had Pete from keep flying on a little while ago and he, he got to play drums for his dad's cover band. So it's like my dad drove to long Island for that show specifically to pay, hang out with PD and Biggie idol. That's fucking hilarious. My dad drives out of state. (laughs) to go to keep flying shows and to see other homies we're in bands with, with the band members. He doesn't just do it to hang out with me. Like he likes hanging out with the band members. They, I couldn't go. So he and Ben drove to long Island to see keep flying and eternal boy and don't panic and biggie idol. <laughs> Your dad is the, a legend. Like, yeah, dude, let's it, get, it's let's that's get legendary. Yeah. I mean, so my is favorite he like story a OG pop punk fan. Like, no, I okay. mean, he's an OG punk fan. Like he loves rancid. Um, Loves all that Operation Ivy, all that kind of stuff. But he didn't really start listening to pop punk till I got into it. Um, and uh, in high school, um, we moved around a lot. So I was kind of new to this school and I was starting a band and I couldn't find a drummer. So he played and he's been in the band for five years and he kills it at every show. And I'm assuming he played in some kind of other bands before this one he played in some church bands no he uh so he has he has never played in a band he doesn't do he doesn't like with the booking he none of us knew what we were doing so i i do a lot of the booking and management stuff um uh he does a lot of the driving and he and ben do a lot of tech work and stuff um, we have Rachel, our tour manager, who does like behind the scenes stuff. And then Sean and Sven do a ton in the background as well. Sean manages our website and stuff. But um, no, Tom wasn't in a band before this. I love it. I can't wait to come to a show and meet him because he is so all, he was, automatically never, my favorite. He's only been in church bands. He's never played in like a full like touring no, band before. And I have to say my favorite story, and this is a story that I tell about him all the time, is when we played with Escape the Fate, uh, Craig came up to us after the show and was talking to me. Like he super nice, like uh, genuinely a very nice guy. He was naming songs, talking to us. And my dad, as Craig walks away, goes, who the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 and I saw Craig look and Craig kind of went, Ugh. and he came up to me afterwards. He was like, man, I got to tell you, that was one of the funniest things I've ever had happen to me at a show. I love it. It's so awesome. And I'm I'm guessing he's like close to retirement age or something where he could take time off because you guys have a pretty extensive tour schedule this, this upcoming year. Yeah, no, we have um, a ton of shows booked and uh, right now we're mainly focusing on weekenders or like short four to five run days. Um, A lot of the guys in the band are work a ton. Um, 
I teach and work at a radio station. Um, ben is actually a construction worker. Sven teaches at an iFly, so he helps like people hand glide indoors. Sean That's does cool. some computer work, and um, and uh, Tom works for a couple businesses in the area and stuff, and does some stuff. And uh, you know, so like we we got to be home some, and uh, most of the stuff we're doing is like weekend runs, but it's like one weekend on for four or five days, off for a week and a half, and then we're just hitting it again every other weekend for like a t- couple dates getting back um there is one where we're hitting like i think it's richmond north carolina florida florida and then we're off for three days we're gonna hit universal we're all stoked for that and then we're doing like nashville um nashville atlanta and pittsburgh i'm actually hitting without a time for some of them i think so that's super stoked for that the can confirm yeah i can confirm i got emails (laughs) today about it <laughs> um, and when you guys are down in Universal too, if you guys need any like tips or tricks on like how to be able to uh, get the most out of your time there, text me. You got my number. I definitely, I definitely will be texting you. <laughs> I'm a huge theme park fan, so we want to get the most of our time. Hell yeah! I'm I'm more of a, a Disney person at this stage in my life, just because of my my daughter's age. I can't wait till we can transition to Universal, but surprisingly not much she can do there i don't know man i I, we one of the guys in the band really wanted to do disney and rachel our tour manager is a huge disney fan she and her family go multiple times a year um but there's just something about five or six big pop punk tattooed dudes in like short shorts and like tank tops walking around disney that's just a little scary you know no no way (laughs) just don't wear an ice nine skills shirt because you literally will get banned you're not allowed in oh i didn't i didn't know that yeah i I just saw it recently it happened again cassie uh cassie at one point she wore a uh the data remember shirt so like old data remember and they had like this like super neon um pop punk shirt and it had like all the pac-man ghosts on it and on the back it just said uh here's uh you know the, the fu from ocala yeah. And they were like, you got to turn that inside out or buy another shirt. Like that was the only incident that she's ever told me that they had a, a situation where that happened. Um, the other fun theme park story was she was on the Hulk. And right before they were going to take the picture on the Hulk, they hit a bird, like a big bird. So they were in the front row and the dead bird flew into their car. And you just see like a wing hanging out in the picture. Well, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, uh, Fabio was the first person to ride one of their roller coasters. And when he was riding, he's riding with like all these, all these like, like high school, high, high schoolers, a duck hit him in the eye and died while it, he was riding the coaster. He decimated that duck with his fucking with his face, face, dude. With his and face, he had like dude. five stitches, five stitches. And he hit a duck. We're with talking his like face Fabio, like, like the romance yes. novel, blonde hair guy. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. it's totally worth a look up, Fabio Duck Bush Gardens. It's like it's it's kind of like uh, if you're a baseball fan when Randy Johnson threw the fastball and exploded the bird. <laughs> Same concept, but Fabio's face, sixty miles an hour, blows up a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I love bird. how this conversation's going already. Yeah, We're a, only like twelve minutes in. Duck man, <laughs> too shag. Good stuff. Well, I don't remember how we got to that. Oh, yeah. Theme parks. We Tom Tom is super fun. He does all the runs. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he kills it. We get a lot of weird questions and looks. And I've had agents and promoters and bookers be like, uh, you know, I don't really want to work with you because of it. And I've been like, man, just give us one show. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's not weird. He kills it. Like, what does it matter? And he kills it. And they always come up and they go afterwards. Man, I got to apologize. He He killed it. Yeah, I never had an issue afterwards with those people. As I was going into my deep dives, as I like to do before, you know, we get guests on it, it did go through my mind. I was like, all right, how do I approach this professionally where I don't offend anyone? Like what happens (laughs) if he's got that like rare disorder like that? That movie Jack was based out based on, you know, where Robin Williams is like 12 and looks like he's 50. I was like, no, how man. do I bring this up without like offending anyone? We get but some I, this crazy is the best questions. Answer. We get some crazy questions. And honestly, 
I know some of the bands watching. I can see them texting me. Um, I think he is one of the funnest people to be around, especially when it comes to the band. There are some crazy stories with him that we won't get into right now, but like every band we tour with, like when we're talking about doing more runs, we're talking about doing some shows with um, uh, another band that we just got off the road with. First question one of their people said to me was, is Tom going to be there? Because this, <laughs> this member of this band really wants to hang out with him again. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, I, I already mentioned watching, I can't. Yeah. For anyone who's watching, the disease from Jack is called Werner syndrome. Or Mikey just thinks it's like a reverse Benjamin Button. Yeah, basically. Type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a lot of people in our bio, in our uh, live stream right now saying Tom for president. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. I I support it cool like i mentioned i can't wait to meet him i'm i'm very excited but I, I it came up you know you, you mentioned how you got a pretty extensive uh year planned out including a run that's starting in february so do you want to plug away uh i know you're playing with some some of our homies as well and you got also then like a five-year anniversary show that you got planned so yeah so i'll away. give a little you rundown I'll give a little rundown of what we've got coming up over the next couple months. And that'll kind of lead into something that I'm really stoked to talk about. Um, so later this week, actually, we're actually uh, heading back up to Jersey uh, Thursday and Friday um, to record. No, just Friday. I don't know. We're heading back up there someday, someday this week to redo, um, not to redo, to finish up an EP that we've been recording with Nick Bruzies, as I said before, from Man Overboard. And, He's done a ton of records that I love. Honestly, my number one record of last year was Keep Flying Survival Record with uh, um, with Fire Sale and stuff. Um, number one record of the year for me. It's not the new one, but that was my number one streamed record. Uh, he did that record and their new one. And honestly, the work he's put out with a bunch of bands is just phenomenal. So we're super stoked to be in there with him and recording. Um, the stuff sounds so cool. Uh, and then we're coming back and we're playing um, our anniversary show here in Towson at what what is my favorite venue because it's this small room and we pack it um it's called zen west and uh it's just it's such a blast don't panic is playing um nice. great heights band statements and we are not spies and that's that's gonna be a super fun event because we're playing the longest set we've ever gotten to um we've had a bunch of requests for this we've been kind of hesitant because our shows get a little crazy but we're actually doing no barricades we hired extra security so it's going to be an all-out like neck deep real friend style as long as you don't grab any of the guys on the stage we don't care what you do kind of night i love it which yeah and which we haven't done in a while since we had an issue so hopefully it since works we out. had an issue <laughs> now you got to tell us that story somebody grabbed one of the band members inappropriately ah yeah so we haven't done it since then but we're going to try it again with more security Okay, yeah. you mentioned statements, which they're pretty much the reason we created our pop punk prospect report playlist because Liam emailed me a super professional email, like drop in their their new single, and I listened to it and I was like, This is just too good for me not to like add to a playlist or give like some platform to get this out to people. Yeah, and it's a great record. Such a yeah, good record. It's it, it and it was Justin's honorable mention on his you know, top releases of 2023. And it was Mikey hyped him up so much. I just had to listen to him and I just haven't stopped since. Yeah. It, it was in my top 10. Um, definitely EPs, if not releases for 2000 for 2023, such a good front to back EP. Um, it, it's just, it's clean. It's clean. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're, they're kind of on the newer side. So super excited to, to see what, uh, well, most of those guys of were in, and if you haven't checked them out, they were most of them were in a band called Crosswinds. Mm -hmm. And then that's they where I was, remember some of them from. Yeah, most of them were in Crosswinds, and then uh, the front man left, and some of them transferred over to Statements. And if you like Statements, you'll really like Crosswinds as well. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, awesome dudes. Um, but yeah, and then in February we have uh, two runs. We're doing shows with um. Free friends from here in Baltimore. Um, we're hitting a couple shows: North Carolina, Richmond, and DC. Um, 
which are super, which are two of those are huge markets for us. I'm originally from Northern Virginia, so getting back down to play Richmond, super sick. Um, and then we're doing up north with Everway. We're going up north in February, which is going to be terrible. It's going to be cold. Uh, cold as shit. Uh, dude, yeah. I saw one date. Like, you're going to freaking Maine. And I was like, Maine only one. At only the one, end of February. Only one band goes to Maine, and that's Keep Flying. Like, that's the only band that goes up there. So, <laughs> kudos to you guys. Dude, listen. Uh, if John has taught me anything, it's hustle and play every show you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that. after that we're doing some Long Island we're playing on Long Island again which is like a second home for us again our tour managers from there Rachel so getting up there to play is always nice seeing family and friends we have a bunch of family friend bands who are up there um, and then at the end of March we're gearing up for a ton of shows in March and April um, we're hitting like a s- southeast kind of up and run where we're doing um, hitting a couple shows with Out of Time we're playing through Florida, getting a few days off, and then um, heading through to like Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and Nashville. Um, but after that, we're um, it's not announced yet. We're doing a couple shows with Fluorescence and Friend Circle. Um, I know one of them is announced. I think we're doing a couple more with them, and then uh, uh, the company that I I book shows through Never Early Management. We brought Makeout Little Lotus in this year. Every Avenue. I have Michael Sarah Palin later this week. Who, by the way, are phenomenal. If you get a chance to check them oh, out, so good. Oh yeah, dude. I I went to see them with Cliff Diver at Jam and Java mm-hmm. on like a Tuesday. It was them, Carpool, and Cliff Diver, which are three of the four hardest working DIY bands in the scene. That's a I stacked think. show. Oh, dude. The only thing that would have made it all four of the hardest working bands in the DIY scene would be keep flying. Keep flying. Um, dude, I went down there for that show and I was blown away by carpool. And then cliff diver got up and I love cliff diver. And then MCP got up and I just, it was phenomenal. Um, but yeah. And then on April 27th, it's going to be announced uh, when this podcast comes out, like the day afterwards on um, January 17th, we're announcing this event. Tickles will go on sale on the 19th, but uh, Never Early Management's first Never Early Fest is happening with um, a huge headliner. Um, I can't say who yet because I have to wait for the actual announcement date. But um, yeah, because they, they're playing a show this week, so I can't say yet. But, um, you know, Fluorescence and Friends Circle are playing tons of great locals like Statements, as we talked about earlier, plus Impulses, Crocodile Tears, Crown Me King, Act 109. And then some touring bands like uh, Iron Roses, Eternal Boy, Fluorescence and Friends Circle, um, Out of Time, uh, Kings is playing, and Keep Flying is supposed to play as well. And uh, it's it's going to be a great event. It's going to be at Record Theater. We're going to have like a giant indoor area. There's going to be an outdoor area for merch and like a secondary bar. And we're going to put some acoustic acts outside as well so that people aren't just hanging out by merch and there's nothing to see or watch or do. Um, Punk Rock Saves Lives is coming out, which is an awesome organization. We're going to have some local businesses there selling stuff. Um, All the art's been being done by a group called Shed Shred, who's like a skate company in the area, and they're going to have a booth there. So it's going to be a super sick event. But we just hope to build over the next few years into something that's even bigger and cooler uh, every year. Dude, that sounds epic. I love it. And coming from, you know, an organizer of a DIY fest, I love to hear it. And, you know, it's it's great that you got vendors coming out. That's awesome. That's something that I would love to add to our resume is getting some local businesses out, too. So that that's something we as bar down can work on. But. It, it's a lot of, uh, I guess, thankless work, right? Like, <laughs> a lot of, I mean, that's what being in a band is now. It's, it's, being I mean, a it's always been, is. it's always been, well, I mean, when you're in a band, you're your own promoter, even when yeah, you have true. a promoter or management. Um, I mean, you even listen to stories about Mayday Parade playing warp tours after they were on main stage, like top of the bill, walking around, just handing out CDs and signing stuff. I mean, it's always a sales job. It's always work, and there's always just more work to get done. Amen. Well, dude, the lineup you just dropped, and you didn't even mention the the, the, the headliner yeah. or the bigger one that you got is is dope, man. All those bands are. Oh yeah, no, that's gonna it's be a, a good time. Sick ripping lineup. I mean, I'm 
like there's a lot of bands on that I'm really stoked for. I'm super stoked to see the Iron Roses again. I don't know if you've checked them out, but they're phenomenal. I have not, but I will definitely check that out. And that was kind of one of the questions I was going to get to and kind of a question I want to start building into our kind of rotation of questions. You know, I've seen the the tours that you have opened for and, and some of the national acts that come through, like it, it's safe to say that you're one of like the Baltimore area bands, right? Like that you guys are the band that when someone comes through that can draw the local support, it seems like you guys are the band, right? Like yeah, similarly and- here in Charlotte, that's like Seneca Burns or down in Orlando, you got like out of time and 408 and mag park. Like those are the bands. And it sounds like, you know, you guys are building it up. You've been doing this for five years. You paid your dues. And it seems like you guys are kind of at that point. Yeah. So thankfully, and it's it's not it, like there was a lot of work on like my end and the band's end and stuff. But thankfully, there are people who like to come see us um, that our music means something to um, that come out to support us time and time again. And it's humbling to hear people tell you what the songs mean to you and to sing the songs and um yeah i was thinking about this today because we're getting ready for our anniversary show and it's 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 getting close to sold out um just how much it means that we do have this support in baltimore um i'm not from baltimore originally i moved here for college um i moved here about uh when this band was about a year old my first shows, my first show ever was in a library and they were showing the 1950s version of Clash of the Titans behind me at a Hell library. Yeah. And um, so that's where I started. And now we're getting to play with, um, we just got off the road with Save Ferris and Keep Flying during a couple of dates. And I got to play some shows with the Dolly Rots this year, which were actually one of my first concerts. Um, so just and it's all because of the support we've gotten here in Baltimore and the community that's kind of like built around us and stuff. And I I can't thank the people who come to our shows enough, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of not trying to like blow your heads up too big, right? I mean, we're, where we're I was tiny. going where <laughs> I was going with the question was like, now is your chance to blow someone up in your scene that maybe someone in Charlotte or Orlando isn't familiar with right now so like who's the band that's crushing it in the baltimore scene that let's go ahead we'll add it to the pop punk prospect playlist i mean there are so many bands that are just killing it right now uh um the thing with maryland is you get like northern maryland bands you get baltimore towson bands and then you get a lot of dc southern maryland bands so i'm gonna pick a couple from each category really quickly um just and blast them out there really quickly Soul Meets Body, um, Keep yep. Your Secrets are two phenomenal bands from um, from the D.C. area that are just just kicking right now. Um, uh, both I have sh- uh, Forfeit by Soul Meets Body was a song that I was streaming day it came out. They're phenomenal. Super nice people. Um, from Baltimore, you have, again, Statements, absolutely phenomenal. Um they're from Northern Maryland. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Baltimore. There's so many bands in Baltimore. Honestly, my number one go-to answer is Statements. Um, let me look at my let me look at my list really quickly. Gabe Woodrow is this acoustic okay. pop yep. punk. I was gonna say guy. Gabe Woodrow. <laughs> Gabe's Gabe's phenomenal. Um, he's he's from more Northern Maryland, but I count him in this area anyways um, because I do see him down here more. Um, Sorry, you put me on the spot. I got to think about it. There's so many. And then from Northern Maryland, you have bands like Heartbent, who are a little heavier. I wouldn't even call them pop punk. They used to be, but now they're kind of getting into like post-hardcore, hardcore stuff. But it's still like, you know, goes together. Yeah. Um, Act 109, who is, who is again, on that festival. Um, plus Impulses is really good. Again, a lot of the bands that I put on my festival that I'm setting up are all bands that I would go see live. And uh, there's just so many bands in Baltimore that I would go see live that that it's it's there's just so many. I honestly can't think of every no, single one good, at this at this second. There's just so many good shows happening. That's a good problem to have for your scene, yeah. right? Because yeah, when there's a bunch of sick bands, it's easier to to put on 
six shows every shows. couple of weeks and yeah like that that's so important and uh and i'm sorry to put you on the spot i was just kind of <laughs> selfishly wanting to learn about some new kick-ass bands no, i'm definitely gonna be thinking about this and i'm gonna oh, send no, you, like, i know and you're gonna get full like i'll send you a playlist with like 60 bands on it like in two days all right i'm looking forward to it <laughs> so i want to go into your um just your vocals because i i like i said took a real deep dive and i couldn't stop making this comparison so i just want to hear like your vocal influences and then i want to see if i'm right so before i say anything this is something i i like to talk about uh, i started this band when i was 17. there are two eps that i have scrubbed from the face of the earth <laughs> that no one will hear again i'm the only one who has master files for uh, the girl I'm dating right now, I've been dating for nine months, and she doesn't even know they exist. Now she they are the now most shameful <laughs> thing in my the record. And the songs are like, you know, I was 17 when I wrote them. Um, they're okay. I, the recordings are terrible. Um, but that's – that's um, so I definitely uh, – the first thing I always – I like to say um, when I talk about singing is I think those records taught me a lot of what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when it comes to singing, especially since we put out like Reckless and our style has grown, um, we've definitely started, especially with this new record and the last thing we put out, um, people that are really big influences on me uh, would be f top five bands, Real Friends, Neck Deep, um, Wonder Years, Keep Flying, and uh, uh, it's a tie between Less Than Jake and Bowling for Soup. So... Before we, before we get into anything else, when you say real friends, Dan or Cody? So uh, I really <laughs> like Dan. Um, I also really like Cody. I'm a little split internally on which one I like better, but I have to go with Dan just because I've been listening to the to the. Um, oh, now I'm going to blank on the record name. Uh, the record with Get By and From the Outside. I've been listening to that record since it came out. Mm -hmm. So I have to, I, I'm going to have to say Dan just because of how much that record means to me. But I, I also think Cody's really good too. I've seen him a few times live and I think Cody kills it. So I, I grew up listening to, you know, Dan and real friends. And I will, I will say. You didn't uh, grow up, you old ass. Like, let's be real, yeah. man. You were already Look, grown, real, a grown ass man listening to real friends. Yeah. I was like 22 <laughs> when they came out or 23. Um, but uh, I was a grown ass man when it came out. I was able to vote. Um, but I will say I like Cody and Real Friends more only because I I don't know if you guys have listened to Rationale yet. Rationale is a weird super group with Joe from Knuckle Puck, um, the basis of Knuckle Puck, who's also in Home Safe, who I can't remember his name, and Dan. And they're out yes. of they're out of Chicago right now, obviously, because they're all from fucking Chicago. But that band rips. If um, if you guys haven't listened to Rationale, go listen to them because Dan and Joe's vocals are easily some of the best. Like they're like the best in combination with like harmonies and everything together. Uh, so definitely go check them out if you haven't. But I prefer Cody and Real Friends after like the last iteration of songs that they put out. Yeah, I, Teeth is a. I, Teeth is a song that for me sticks out as like really strong vocals from him. Um, I, I I do I think as I think about it I have to say Dan though. Mm -hmm. It's just nostalgic. Yeah, but I mean I honestly think Cody's right up there. I think he was a almost perfect change up for them. All right, so you did not list who I was thinking, so. Maybe maybe you don't even know of this band or you're not familiar with it, but I was getting like real fireworks vibes. With of course like I know a who fireworks is okay. All right, just making sure. I'm not. I'm not He's sure not how old that you are. young, Mikey. <laughs> I'm. I was getting fireworks with like a '90s vocalist flair. It was like a, a nice hybrid of the two, like a third eye blind Eve yeah. Six. Okay, like, yeah. I like a child of third eye blind. Yeah. I can get behind that. That's cool. That's cool. That's what I was getting. Yeah. Third eye blind's going on tour with yellow card, baby. All the children are gonna know real quick who they are. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was announced two days ago. That's such that's a cool lineup. It's not coming like to Maryland, 
which makes me a little sad, but I'm definitely driving to see it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm like a huge Third Eye Blind fan, but I did just see Yellow Card at Four Chord, and that was a really cool experience. Cause Yellow Card other... was phenomenal at Four Chord, as was um, Taking Back Sunday. So you were there? Oh, of course I was there. I've, I've been going since Four Chord 6 or 7. I go every year. Yeah, I think we got super lucky. And I guess lucky and unlucky because so many people left after that tornado warning that everyone that stuck around or came back got to experience yellow card in one of the coolest experiences the entire summer. Like yellow card was playing huge crowds the entire summer. If I had to estimate, there was probably only four or 500 people there for yellow card. At that I point. have to say, I as much as I liked the yellow card set, I'm not a big Taking Back Sunday fan. Taking Back Sunday's acoustic set was the highlight show of my summer. To be See, real I have with a you. totally different. Mikey totally has an different entirely opinion. different opinion on that. I, I know. I thought I it was terrible. It. I, th I thought it was so bad. See, like, but hearing... I've seen them electric and I'm not a huge fan of their electric show. And I thought that was, I saw them at Sad Summerfest doing the set that they were supposed to be doing there. I thought it was so much better than their sad set summer's best set at sad summer fest. Okay. So I didn't have that experience. So maybe that's why. Well, I see, Mikey, totally you and I have, opinion. you and I have the experience of like louder now and before. Dude, I have the experience of seeing them play in Looney Tunes, which is a record store on Long Island. Yeah. Like that's the kind of shit I got to experience. So like going from that to then hearing Adam standing up there, sounding like a Southern preacher. I just couldn't. I couldn't. He's but hear he's it. been doing the Southern preacher thing since at least louder now. And I never saw them on, during those, uh, those times. Like I, I'm seeing them in 2003, 2004 on Long Island. That's totally different. Before he has, he's doing the preacher. He was just doing the mic swinging and hitting. What's his, yeah. uh, one of the Anthony's in the face with the mic? He busted someone's head open. But now I know you guys go to four courts, so I have more people to hang hang out with. It might have been a one and done. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But going to Pittsburgh from Charlotte is still like nine hours away, and I'm yeah. old as hell now. So like, I I needed to experience it. It just like the planets aligned. My roommate from college was getting married in Syracuse, New York, and I knew I had to drive up for the wedding. And it, the wedding was a Friday. And I was like, all right, I think on our way home, we can go a little bit out of the way and hit a music festival. My wife also likes the same kind of music as us. So she was all in. And it just like was a perfect kind of aligning of the planets. So I made it happen. Hmm. And then we were also one of the people that, you know, after driving from Syracuse to Pittsburgh and then having like, two and a half hours or three hour rain delay. We're just drained. And we're like, all right, let's just drive back to the hotel and, and just count it as a loss. Like it is what it is. So we're driving back to our hotel and my wife is on Instagram live and sees that Andrew McMahon is playing at this little tiny Mexican restaurant. And you got in, like, dude, I was like two minutes away. Like it was on our way back to the hotel. I was like, Caitlin, put it in your phone. Like, let's just go. And we pull in, and he's about to play the first song. And there was maybe, I want, maybe 10 I, people there. I couldn't find the address. Um, I was on the way back to my my hotel, uh, and I was I was not in a great mood. Um, I was so mad I didn't get to see Yellow Card. I had never seen Yellow Card. Um, but I love Yellow Card. So I was so mad I didn't get to see Yellow Card, and uh, I think I was driving. And my girlfriend's like, I think taking back Sunday is going on in like 20 minutes and we yeeted to Walmart because my shoes were drenched. I grabbed a pair of like crappy flip-flops and we drove there and we sat in the stands for taking back Sunday and then we moved up for yellow card and uh, it, uh, yeah, yellow card was amazing for the 400 people that were there. It was awesome. Yeah. I, uh, that was probably the closest I could imagine getting to yellow card at this point. Like, yeah, I was no, 100%. maybe I maybe had six or seven people in front of me. Yeah, I was 
I was not too – I mean, we walked from the stands when they were about to go on, like on Taking Back Sunday's last song, and we were still only 10 or 15 people back. Yeah. It was an experience, man. I, I, I definitely have nothing but amazing things to say about the festival. It's just geographically a little too far for yeah. me to drive for a music festival at this point in my life. <laughs> but it was great. Like, Rishi puts on a sick festival. Rishi it was puts a on very, one hell of an event. Yeah, it was a very laid back atmosphere until obviously the tornado. I I really have nothing but great things to say about it. Well, Mikey so, immediately called me after the Andrew McMahon set. He was just like, "Dude, you'll never believe." I'm like, "I watched your Instagram. I I can believe." <laughs> yeah, I was so mad I didn't find out about that one until later. And like Andrew McMahon was my gateway drug into this type of music. He really was like. Something corporate princess. Yeah. In 2001, something corporate is what really got me into a lot of deep rabbit holes of discovering other bands and shit. That's crazy. Um, I'm a little younger. My rabbit hole record was Makeout's intro record. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm 22. Uh, That record came out when I was like 15 or 16. That's how I discovered pop punk. Okay. What Mikey, about you? Justin? It, I don't even know if I know yours. Wait, my my intro to yeah, pop punk, pop punk, newfound glory. I'm guessing. Um, uh, no, uh, a place in the sun by Lit. Yeah, I guess that's a lot of people's gateway. I guess that was technically mine. But I mean, is that? But pop that didn't punk, that didn't lead me I, to rabbit holes. They hey man, they play it at emo night and they play it for like pop punk karaoke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out yeah. there and say, okay. my own worst enemy and Ziploc bag are probably the most pop punk songs that come out to come out in the late '90s, outside of like stuff off of you know the Newfound Glory self-titled or Enema of the State or Dude okay. Ranch or Cheshire I, yeah. Cat or Dookie, all that shit, all everything, anything that was on the anything that was on my my CD Walkman that skipped no, every time I guess I you're right. I guess you're right. It is pop punk. It hit, checks all the boxes, man. Yeah, man. It had self-deprecation. They were singing about a girl, and they had kind of like the same vocal status. And then the guitars were all kind of like chunky, playing a lot of octaves, playing a lot of power chords. That's pop punk. And aren't they sure now with country? Me. No, aren't they touring like messed or something? They're torn with no, I don't think they're torn with. I they're going out. Lit is going out with somebody though. I'm checking. I don't bowling for who soup. It is. Yeah, yeah, they're going out with the bowling for soup and the Dolly Rots. All right, That's so there you go. Is. They're pop punk. Yeah, my they're first, pop. They're pop my punk first, adjacent. My first middle school band showed up to a talent show trying to play my own worst enemy, and they were like, "No," <laughs> and they were like, mm, "No, yeah, you guys can't play that." I don't think my dad knows that. He told me I couldn't play that song at the talent show. Is he watching right now? <laughs> Tom, he is watching, watching right now. He he is watching right now. Yeah, no, they he told me not to try out with that song, and we tried out with it. And they were like, "You guys can't play that. You guys don't make it in." Well, yeah, you know so. what the best thing is? We we talked about this probably fifty episodes ago when <laughs> my my friend Chris Barone was on the podcast, and his high school band got to play our talent show with that lit song that's like, "You make me come." You make oh, me yeah. completely miserable. <laughs> like, how did that get approved at a high school talent show? It was early 2000s. Put... It was pre pre 911 pre 911 Yeah, it must have been 2000, maybe 99. <laughs> the world was a different place pre 911 I was six months old when that happened. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we we just are... <laughs> I feel so fucking old, Mikey. Like, you got like, way more grays in your beard than I do. I do, dude, and I'm I'm younger. Your than you beards are. are glorious, though. Your beards are both stellar. We try, we try. Yeah, but I'm talking about someone a lot of who's a literal it. decade younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait till you meet with Tom, and he's two decades older than you. And yeah, Tom is like my peer at it. this point. Yeah, he's on the same age as we yeah. are. <laughs> I'll probably have more things in common with Tom than most of the guys in your band. <laughs> Maybe. Back pain. Don't want to get up in the morning. Don't want to go to work. Nope, that's me too. Yeah, you'll get that's there. Me. 25 is the, the dipping point. 
too. So. <laughs> well, that's when your knees start hurting. Dude, my knees hurt from being in the band van, dude. That is true, too. Touche. Well, I do want to um, talk some Penns hockey with you. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This uh, this week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 200 instantly in bonus bets. So the stadium series is coming up. Perfect chance to throw down some money on the DraftKings. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with promo code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or, te- or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 and 68 hours after assurance. See DraftKings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. So, Oscar, I need to know, why does a kid from Northern Virginia like the Pittsburgh Penguins? Sidney Crosby. No, I was born in Pittsburgh. I was born in Pittsburgh. Um, my family's from Pittsburgh. Uh, I grew up Pittsburgh sportsman nonstop. I'm the trifecta Pirates, Pens, Steelers. Um, I live in Baltimore now. It, it's it's hard to wear the jerseys to games or, sh- or hard to wear the jerseys to shows. Um, I wear a lot of hockey jerseys on stage and Steelers jerseys and football jerseys and stuff, mostly hockey and football, once in a while soccer. One of the guys in the band is a huge Krakens fan just because he wanted to make somebody in one of his other bands mad. And uh, one of his, the bands that he was in mad. Right. And um, are you really a huge Kraken fan by year three? Like you need to go through some years of misery before you can be classified a huge yeah. anything fan. I mean, okay, listen, he's the biggest Kraken fan that I know. Okay. All right. Okay. So by that, by that transitive property, he is the biggest Krakens fan I know. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he was going to join just so I could talk shit because it kind of pisses me off that <laughs> the Kraken have gotten a winter classic before the New York Islanders have. Like, Which it's such is, a spit in our well, face. The, so did the Knights. The Knights are getting one this year, too. Yeah, it's such a spit in the face. Like, And all they keep giving us is the stupid stadium series games that no sure one even you, knows about. I'm not sure how you haven't gotten a winter classic yet. You know what I mean? Like, let's just... I, Pure disrespect. I'm wearing my pen's winter classic right now, actually. Yeah, you guys have had like seven. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> Look, Tampa's gotten zero, too, so. But geographically, a... that makes sense. Like, the no. New York Islanders literally play in New York. The yeah, Kings like got, a, away. got a winter classic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, the I'm Kings sure can get it. Happen. Tampa can get it. I'm sure Tampa's going to get one. I'm sure they are. And it's probably going to be before the Islanders. Let's be real. Probably. So, sorry to cut you off, Oscar. Let's go back into <laughs> some Penn's talk. So, you're you're a, a lifelong Pittsburgh sports fan. And as Justin predicted, and now that we know your age, I'm assuming you were like at like a peak age to fall in love with the Penguins having Sidney Crosby and getting Malkin on the team. Like that's like you were probably what, like six or seven when they were just dominating. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with football Steelers football as well. Big Ben um, too. Big Ben. But I'm, I, in high school I played soccer and I was a defensive player. So when it comes to hockey, I, I was actually a big uh, Marandre Fleury fan. Ah, I was a flurry fan. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes, I, I, I guess like there's now, kind of two generations of Penguins fans. Like, are you the 
Mary Lemieux and Yarmir Yager fan, or are you the Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin fan? So I was, I definitely, if I had to pick between the two teams, um, growing up, we definitely watched more football than hockey, but uh, Lemieux was the name that was more common in my house than Crosby. Um, even if we were just watching hockey and someone was yelling, I wish Lemieux or, uh, you know, Mario Lemieux was on instead. So that's the name I'm more and more familiar with, but like some of my favorite players at Mata, Hornquist when he was there, um, you know. I'm still surprised they haven't made um, like a biopic about Mario Lemieux yet. It it seems like a Disney like story in the making. Right, like and especially how is that now that he owns happen? like most of the stock of the team. Oh, I mean, it's his, just, it's just, it's such the, a great story. The investment return he got is like ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know the exact true. numbers, so I'm not going to just like blurt them out. But literally made millions and millions of dollars in that ownership deal. Yeah, no, it, one of the best deals in sports, if not the best ever. Yeah, like for him, for argue. his end, not for whoever gave it to him, but for his end of the deal. Well, the most right? like it amounts... was like his last contract. His negotiation was like a small percentage of the team that he flipped yeah. and like turned into being eventually the majority owner. Or whatever, like it, it just is bonkers. It was a killer deal. It's for one him. hell of a Pixar movie, man. They, it really they is. already they already announced that the most lucrative sports deal in history was the one that just ended between Nike and Tiger Woods. So it's probably the biggest sports. It's in probably hockey. the most lucrative sports deal in hockey. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. think of anything else hockey related that comes close endorsements no. or management or otherwise. Not even Gretzky got that. No, like that's insane. So what what Penguins jersey are you rocking on stage? Oh, um, I have a I have a Horncrest. Um, I have an Olimata. I have I have two or three flurry jerseys, um, and then I have goalie, goalie jerseys. A bold move, man. <laughs> like Dude, I, you don't you don't see too many goalie jerseys out and listen, about. Listen, all that matters is it starts conversations. Yeah, and you know if you talk to one person who really likes hockey about hockey, and they talk to you about your jersey, they're at every show from there on out. I have a London Knights jersey that I wear sometimes. And uh, Minnesota, my favorite jersey I have is a, it's a, it's like a knockoff Minnesota Wild jersey. It has no number or no name, and that jersey gets the most comments out of all of them. People hate that jersey. Not sure why. A lot of people like the Wild. (laughs) No. But we all love tiny moving parts. (laughs) We do. Amen. Well, I, I guess. As a fan, what was your peak Pittsburgh Penguins moment? Because you you lived through good years. Let's be let's be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, give me one. And you don't second. have to go I into like. I can tell you the exact or... game. I can tell you the exact okay. game it was. It was the 2017 Stanley Cup Finals. It was right before my grandfather passed away, and I had said at the beginning of the season it was going to come down to Predators Pens seventh game and it came down to exactly that and he was like how the hell did you know that and pens won and it was great and you were too young to gamble on drafting yeah but i called <laughs> it like down to the game and my dad and grandpa like leading up throughout the cup the cup playoffs were like there's no way it's coming to that and as we got closer they were like oh my god and then it got to it and then it got to the finals and they were like how did you predict that and that was my that was my, but watching that Stanley Cup, I watched every game of that year for the playoffs and stuff. Um, I would have been a sophomore or junior in high school, and I definitely watched every game of that of the all those series and followed that one pretty extensively because I was following hockey pretty heavily at the time. And um, the Predators so, looked really good that year too, so I was stoked about that about that run. So it wasn't the run when the Islanders swept you in the first round. That was terrible. <laughs> that that was absolutely awful. He loves talking about that. I do. <laughs> it, it was a peak moment for me as an Islander fan. Like I, I had so many terrible, ter- terrible years. And there was even like 
years where we snuck into the playoffs and then had to play Pittsburgh in the playoffs and we could never get over that hump and just got destroyed. So then when we swept them, I was like, this is it. This is our time. And then we ended up getting swept the next round. <laughs> just so you know, Tom just texted me that when he sees each of you, he's going to tell you his favorite hockey stories until you guys tell him to F off and shut up. Oh, I'll probably I, I'm see already him way excited to meet him, so <laughs> you don't have to get me more excited. It's all good. Yeah, he's like spamming me now, telling me, tell them about this hockey story. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, all right, we're going to talk Tom Barrasso. Yo, we're, and... we're just going to bring Tom on the podcast next time. Yeah, uh, he's he's texting me that one of his favorite players is Yaramir Yager, just so you guys Hell know. Hell yeah. How do you know? He needs to, he's, he's a legend. If we ever he's get still Tom playing. Podcast, I'm pretty sure yeah, he, he literally is. is we were playing. talking about this earlier today. Leagues. He's in the check leagues. Yeah. He's yeah. like 50 checking Something, people, yeah. man. Yeah, he's checking checks. Yeah, he's checking checks. And cashing them. Well, next, if we ever get Tom on the podcast, he has to come on with his uh, Yager mullet wig, like the traveling <laughs> oh. Yagers. Yeah. He, uh... By the way, it. we were talking about Tom. I just have to tell you guys, uh, the funniest <laughs> thing we get about Tom from people at shows is about the age, and then they talk about his hair a lot. He's got a nice, glorious, He's got good hair. Raying, yeah. like Dude, nice so good. Pepper. I almost thought it was a wig. That was another follow-up question. I was like, that guy's hair is really good. It's too good, and his face yeah. is young looking. And I was like, maybe it's a wig. Maybe that's their thing. Nope, that's real, and uh, he gets a lot of compliments on it. He's he's what the he's what the cougars call a silver fox. <laughs> There's so many clips that we're going to steal from this. <laughs> wait, just wait, TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just wait. There's going to be some good ones. Yeah, no, he's a hoot, though. All right. So now I have another kind of on the spot question. What was your favorite song off of one of the NHL soundtracks for the video games or favorite band that you maybe discovered on one of the NHL soundtracks? um also could potentially be bad because you're so young so like the soundtracks actually started to suck when you were probably no, playing the so game. i had one nhl game and i think there was one rock song on it maybe two they were like i had like nhl 17 or 18 i didn't have yeah, anything by, the, by that i point, didn't have they've fallen off no they had fallen off um I mean, when it comes to video games with good soundtracks, though, the Tony Hawk with gold with with uh, Goldfinger's um, Superman. Superman. I mean, that's that's and that's. You weren't just... even probably born at that point. I have the remastered copy for PlayStation oh, okay. Two. Okay. I have the remastered <laughs> so, copy for PlayStation Two. So my favorite question then, if you could get a King song on a soundtrack, would you rather have it on Tony Hawk or NHL? I mean, Tony Hawk is cool, and that's the right answer for marketing reasons. <laughs> but NHL would be so much cooler. I would love to make my own custom NHL character and have him check somebody during the breakdown in one of our songs. That would now, make my day. You say this until you look at John Feldman's paycheck from the publishing rights for the Tony Hawk game for Superman. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. He made a shit ton. Goldfinger made a shit ton of money off those games, and it blows my mind. Well, because what they did is, and we talked to Daryl from Goldfinger. Yep, is they didn't take like a lump sum like all the other bands on that when they negotiated it. Like they were like, "Oh, we'll give you like a thousand bucks to use one of your songs," and I just made that number up. Whatever the but number was, yeah. Whatever the number was, but Goldfinger, their management and whatever, were like, "Hey, we think this game's gonna do really well. Like, let's get." a royalty percentage and like that's what they did and look at what that the game went on to game. do and <laughs> i heard an interview with him where they were in like with uh feldman where they were in like germany and they were playing the song and then all of a sudden they started playing superman and the crowd just went ballistic and that's when they were like okay maybe this game is doing something uh and that that was a and they actually had footage from that show and he on stage kind of goes like this it, it was a really funny clip to watch. That's sick. It is like one of the most iconic drum intros. Like you hear that and you just instantly know what's coming. It's just, it's such a good drum intro. I, 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 there's a lot of things on that record that's really good though. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Goldfinger does a lot of really sick stuff. Amen. Well, Oscar, man, we've been chatting for about an hour. Truly appreciate this. And we'll have to, to get some more Kings of the Wild Things members on because it sounds like there's a bunch of hockey fans in the band and super excited for your very busy 2024. Tons of sick runs with some killer bands i'm looking forward to that playlist you're going to send me of all these awesome oh, yeah. maryland bands and also your awesome like festival that you got planned uh super pumped that out of time is going to be a part of it because obviously oh, yeah. don't just love justin we love everyone in the band so they'll have a sick time making it up to that as well and the little run you got down in florida as well so yeah good things on the horizon and we truly appreciate you hanging with us tonight man guys it was a pleasure thank you so much so stoked to hit it without a time in the next few months we have a couple little things we're going to do so it should be super fun yeah we do and then before we leave you know tell everybody like how to be able to find you guys on social media where to stream your music all that fun stuff um yeah it's pretty easy to find us if you look up kings of the wild things nothing else has that name um you can find us like that um on all social media kings of wild things band except on twitter because the character count was too long it's kwt band at twitter or at kwt band yeah that's it um but yeah if you just look us up everything's on there under that name perfect well oscar thanks again man and we'll keep in touch thank you guys so much appreciate it